This video is sponsored by Jerry's Artorama. Jerry's Artorama Online has been serving artists for over 50 years, providing only the best quality art supplies. Jerry's Artorama has premier lines that sell all over the world and are used by millions of artists and professionals worldwide for amazing results. In addition to over 65,000 fine art supplies, choose from over 4,000 free art lessons, oil painting, drawing, acrylics, watercolors, mixed media, and the largest selection of new supplies professionally evaluated and created by artists for artists. Jerry's Artorama has been empowering artists since 1968. We provide reliability, better art supplies, great prices, and exceptional service. The quality of your art matters to us. Hello, everybody. Today, we are doing a paint-along doing portraits from Wes Anderson's film, The French Dispatch. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. So Alex, who are you painting right now? Uh, today, I was so excited that Frances McDormand is in this film because she has such a wonderful face, so full of expression. Uh, so, and I haven't painted her in a while, actually. So yeah, so I'm excited to kind of get to go. I love this expression, the tone, the, the mood is so interesting. Um, you know, it doesn't instantly convey one emotion. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I am excited to. How about you? Who are you painting? I am painting Henley Winkler, who, let me tell you, looks like he popped right out of a Dome Singer Sergeant charcoal drawing. <laughs> like the hair, the beard, the suit. Like, I, I don't know. It's just sort of perfect that he's been tailored like this for me. <laughs> It's funny, I can't work on these portraits. I suddenly just thought of um, a painter named Rich Pellegrino who got his start by doing Wes Anderson portraits from his movies. So, whoop. I feel <laughs> like I'm cheating a little bit because Wes Anderson's films, to me, they're just like a series of paintings. Like every shot is like beautifully composed. So I feel like I don't have to work very hard. <laughs> oh, I definitely get that. Yeah, he spent so much attention with color and setting up the composition of his shots. Like, you could pause at any point, and it would be a great painting. So, FF, Alex is using regular gouache, and I am using watercolor, but I'm using it fairly monochromatically. So, I'm sticking with this deep, dark purple. There's this reddish sepia color, this very cool blue. So, my image isn't full of color, but there is some variation in there because I like just giving it a little pop. Sometimes black just feels a little bit too cold and boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for the gouache, I am using cobalt blue. Sorry, I'm using cerulean blue, blue Prussian blue, and white. FF is asking, Alex, have you heard of those jelly gouache paints? Do you have an opinion on them? I'm really excited to try those out because I keep seeing videos of them. They look beautifully satisfying to use. Um, I've seen some people use them in practice and it looks like they work just fine. Um, the thing I'd be really curious about with them is the amount of transparency and opacity in the pigments. 
Um, so yeah, I'm anxious to give them a shot. But I love how they're kind of making gouache seem more approachable and fun for people. Because um, I think otherwise it's such a forbidding or foreboding medium. Well, how so though? What are the jelly gouaches doing? Is it just a marketing thing or? I honestly think so, which, <laughs> you know, don't like marketing gimmicks, but it's like, if it's, if it's decent paint and gets people to try it out, then yeah, like good on you for taking that challenge of how to make gouache more relatable to people. <laughs> Not relatable to jelly, but. You know, it's it's satisfying. It's fun. It's it's very Instagrammable. Um, like, yeah, when I see videos of people trying it, I just want to like. It looks so wonderful. Is that the packaging? Is that why people are excited? Because it's great. I think so. And it's funny. Gouache is the only paint you could use that kind of packaging for, because you could just rehydrate it, so you don't really need to uh, have it sealable. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. And remember, everybody, if you would like to paint along with us, the link to the reference photos is in the video description below. And you can always draw or paint along with us in any media. And after the stream, we will be meeting in the Discord where you can post your work and post live streams. Yeah, please do, guys. It's always so fun to see your guys' take on what we're drawing or painting. Um, it's just fun to kind of just, no critique, just exchanging what we've all been working on, you know? That in itself is valuable. You know, not everything has to be so formal. Sometimes I just like sharing things, not even getting comments. Like we used to do that when I was in Boston Printmakers. We'd have this luncheon to go over business stuff. But then my favorite part of the meeting was always just afterwards, people just brought their prints, you just stuck them on the table, you walk around, you talk to people. It was awesome. That's cool. I and know, no, because yeah, like a critique can be so valuable. But sometimes it's just nice to be like, no, 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 I'm the this is my thing. Just just look at it. <laughs> Comcuke is asking, did you sketch the image first? Well, can you explain to people, Alex, did you do Pencil first, or what did you do? Mm -hmm. I did uh, pencil first, and then I started to use gouache very lightly, like a watercolor. Um, and now is when I'm starting to use gouache a little bit thicker. So this is like this is the layer that'll be the the remainder of the painting. Just thick application of gouache. Yeah, at the very beginning it was a pencil. And uh, I'll post a picture in the Discord at the end of the stream of what it looked like before this. Unfortunately, I forgot to take a picture of the pencil sketch, but nah, who needs it? Well, being the overachiever <laughs> I am, I took a picture of my <laughs> pencil sketch. And if you all go into the Discord, you can take a look at it. I just, you know, trying to feel a little superior to Alex once in a while when it comes to painting. So, so. Just gotta, gotta hit him where it hurts. I think I wasn't really happy with this pencil sketch, so it must have been a subconscious like, oh no, I forgot. It's lost forever. Ah, too bad. <laughs> no, we'll never know what it looked like. <laughs> oh, Henry Winkler, thank you for your super cool old man hair. Look at how fun this is. <laughs> I know, great. It's so theatrical his hair and all these curls aren't they great 
Oh yeah, it's, I'm hoping for white hair soon. Oh, I I am I'd getting love them, to Alex. Do it. <laughs> I am getting white hair. Gotta get more stressed. <laughs> I hope when my hair starts to white that it starts to white from the sideburns up. That's really all that I'm hoping <laughs> for. But otherwise, I'll, I'd just be happy with white hair. So Lisa H is saying, can you explain your thought process? Okay, well, what's going through your head right now, Alex? Hmm. Right now, I think that I, when the stream started, I had just started applying white to it. So I did the wash and did the, uh, the whole value and the underpainting of just the wash. And then I started to apply heavily the darks. Um, the reason being, actually, you can see it right here, where this area in between the eyebrows is like the white of the page. And then this area above it is actually white gouache. So see how much darker the white is in comparison? So that's why I did the dark stuff thickly first. So now I'm just kind of in the middle of applying the highlights and in doing so kind of rebalancing the darks in the areas that I apply them. Really? Because I'm just thinking, oh, man, I hope I can make this look like a human by the end of the stream. <laughs> <sighs> there are definitely, like, you caught me at a good time where it's like sometimes I'm being like, oh, what I'm doing right now is da-da-da-da-da. But other times I'm just like, paint, 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 paint. And I don't really have a plan. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a while since I painted a portrait. Like, I honestly can't remember the last time I did it, so feeling a little bit out of shape for that reason you know i'm going home for the holidays this christmas and i might just make it just like when i was applying to school way back when and be like hey you know what Can, who wants to sit for a portrait i think it would be fun because <laughs> i i can't remember the last time i painted a portrait from life oh i can't remember either isn't that terrible like it's just so hard to have yeah, find access to somebody and... who'll do that yeah, and, and even now, like, I mean, it's like, sure, I could, like, hire a model to sit for it, but it's like, I don't want a painting of, like, some random person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like the idea of having, like, a family member or a friend or something. But oh, I don't want to so make my friends meaningful. give up their days. <laughs> well, that's why I've never understood, like, okay, yeah, it's good to practice, but with portraits, like, who the person is is everything. And it's like, mm -hmm. if you have no relationship from them whatsoever... Like to me, you might as well just be painting a pair. Like it does, you know, it's like it's not it's not really a portrait anymore as much as it is just a study of something. Yeah. It becomes a fun thing. Like my um there's some relative of mine. It was like my mom's aunt. And then when she passed away, there was a watercolor portrait of her from like decades before she passed away. And it was really small and little, but it's just a cool thing you know and we were just kind of yeah. talking and thinking about it in that way of like wow like you know if this is just in a lineup it's just a portrait just a random portrait like it really only has meaning to like people who knew the person exactly yeah i haven't seen this movie again but i love the star-studded cast 
Oh, I know. I mean, for me, all I need is Tilda Swinton and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> she's good enough on her own, but there's so many other awesome people there. Yeah, when we were deciding who to paint, I was really torn. I was like, oh, Francis de McDormand or Timothy Chalamet. Francis de McDormand or Timothy Chalamet. So. Zofia says, it's so satisfying that Alex's nails are the same color as the painting. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fashion plate, Alex. <laughs> it's like that was obvious, like obviously by accident. But now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I had done complementary colors. Like, oh, it looks ah. so nice. They were like bright, bright orange against this blue. Yes. Next time. <laughs> Let's see here. Anna has a question about the art dare, which, by the way, if you don't know about it, it's called Style Times 20. And you're supposed to pick a subject and draw it 20 times in as many different styles as possible. So it's really fun mm -hmm. to see what people are doing. So Anna's saying, are we supposed to use same or different media for the image? What about size all the same? It totally is up to you. You could change media for every piece. You could make every piece a different size. They can be all the same. It's totally up to you. So FF has a gouache question. Am I the only one experiencing value shifts when painting with gouache? It's frustrating because darker colors dry lighter and less desaturated, or is it just the paint brand that I use? No, that's a, that's a thing that gouache does. <laughs> and it's, um, it is definitely the most finicky part of the medium. It's definitely the thing that causes the most headaches with it. It's just the kind of thing that there's nothing for it but to get used to it. What really helps mm. is making color studies um, and color swatches and kind of um, looking at seeing how the pigments dry when they're mixed together on the palette versus when they're mixed with layering on the page. And uh, yeah, the swatches is really the best way to kind of figure out how the paint is going to do it. But even so, I think there's a lot of gouache that's explorative. Like even me, I use gouache all the time, but I've, you know, I've never mixed these colors in exactly this way. So as it's drying, I'm like, oh, that's what that looks like. <laughs> and so that's why I keep going back to certain areas after they dry. Well, also, I think that it really helps to have very few expectations for your work in general. Because Alex, I hear people say all the time, well, that doesn't look like what I imagined the result I wanted. And I'm like, well, then stop imagining the result because you're just mm. always going to be disappointed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had that feeling for a long time. And I think what got me out of it is enjoying the sense of surprise. Yeah. Like um, when I'm planning a painting, like I'm not saying don't plan it. Like, um, I still plan, like, the value and what colors I'm going to use loosely. But a lot of it, honestly, there's a lot of fun and exploration and drawing. And sometimes I save that until the end of the painting of, like, okay, like, let's, I leave room for exploration about what is going to be filled in. Well, I think it's just, for me, like, I love it when I surprise myself. And I'm like, oh. 
I don't know I could do that. <laughs> it's kind of mm -hmm. awesome when that happens. And oh, yeah. if you decide in advance, it has to look like this. And if it doesn't, then I failed. You're just going to be constantly frustrated, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to give a shout out to RB Dick. Thank you so much for the super sticker. Thank you, sir. Hard to hit our Patreon goal. We're not quite there. And I would really like to be able to sleep at night, Alex. <laughs> Not stress about <laughs> we can have enough budget. <laughs> it's it's so close. Like <laughs> it's so close. <laughs> it's just so close. And yeah, really, it's that it's that kind of thing of like it's art prof and everyone's favorite podcast and everything is still by word of mouth. So yeah, like I yeah, mean, if is. you guys can think of somebody who wants to learn how to paint or is eager to pick it up, yeah, just send them our way. See if it sticks. That's the, if you're already supporting us, that's the best way to support us further. That and just hanging out. <laughs> and telling us we're amazing. I can always use that. <laughs> we need, I, I need that balance. So for every one amazing, I need like one more, like, eh, you could be better. <laughs> really? I don't need that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm always needing that. I mean, I don't feel like there's <laughs> been even a month has gone by where we haven't changed something about the technology or the product. There's always something that could be better. Yeah. But that feeling of like adaptability as a constant is really, it's not chaotic change. It's like, oh, it's exactly like painting of just like moving around here and there, adjusting where needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know people get so frustrated with technology for that reason. Like I just updated my iPhone and in Safari, oh. the URL is at the bottom. I'm like, what? You like, too. Don't get me started. It, oh. <laughs> I'm outraged. I'm so furious. I'm so it's so upset. troubling. It's so confusing. And it's made even worse because I know in five years, they're going to change it back. I know. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm too old for Anna, it. Anna, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> keep it coming, guys. Every single little bit that you can contribute helps us keep going. Janelle is saying, any advice for artists looking to specialize in portraits? Any thoughts, hmm. Alex? That's a really interesting question of like specializing in portraits. I think that the first step would be to like create a stellar portfolio and then from there it's all about just finding that perfect realm of clients and establishing a budget because in a funny way it seems comparable to like friends of mine who work as photographers where they get a lot of their um, income from portraits and or weddings um, and so it sounds like that would just be a really good realm to hit up with actually 
of because again why do people want their portrait painted for friends for family things like that people don't want to buy just like oh i like this portrait of a random 35 year old right um, so i think getting that interpersonal connection is going to be a big part of establishing a career as a portrait painter but what do you think clara because i know you've done some professional portraiture work in the past yeah i think you have to decide what type of portraiture because the thing is not a lot of people commission portrait paintings and the people that do they're usually doing it because it's like oh this university has a president and they need their portrait painted or it's the governor and those are really high profile commissions that are hard to get because mm -hmm. so many people want those commissions and then the people that are buying them privately i mean it, it's a pretty rich crowd i mean it, it's not something your average person does i mean how many people do you know alex have five grand that they could just plunk down for a portrait painting like i don't know a lot of people like that i mean that's exactly it and the first thought i'm thinking like if if i wanted to specialize in a portrait route the first thing i'd do is i'd want to start small not to say like sacrificing what the paint is worth or what my time is worth but appropriately like for example if i wanted to work in um no, I'll just say I'll, I'd work in gouache. I'd say like the price of a uh, eight by 12 portrait would be much smaller than like an 18 by 24 portrait, you know? And so kind of using that to build clients small first, kind of that makes me think like with any creative industry, like you want to do costumes for Hollywood. You don't start kicking down the door and <laughs> of yeah. the most recent film production being like let me make this costume like no you start small you design you work with independent projects you slowly build that portfolio and get to know people and so i think that would be a good way to start of not insisting that the first job be the portrait of the governor <laughs> that no first job I, might I would be, not do that <laughs> yeah your first job could be like someone who's like oh like my my kid is graduating from high school we would love to commission a portrait for that you know, not necessarily big budget, but a good project nonetheless. Thank you so much, Sonnet, for the super chat. who says, thanks for the advice about not trying to picture what your piece is supposed to look like in the end. Being surprised is so much better. Takes the pressure off. Absolutely. I have a question here from Manette who says, any advice for painting hair in watercolor, despite practicing and watching different tutorials, I still struggle with it and end up messing it up. Well, mm -hmm. I would throw out any goal of making it look accurate right away, unless you want to paint hair by hair, which I have no interest in doing. And what helps me is to look at hair in terms of clumps. So if we look at Henry Winkler, we could say, okay, that is one clump, that is another clump, that's another clump. And so you, you divide it up into clumps and then you look at the direction of the clump. Like the hair up here is going up and down. The hair over here starts on this side and then pushes to the right. So I find people just, they get overwhelmed with just, oh my God, there's hair everywhere. It's like, yeah, there is, but there is sort of a logic to a lot of hair if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for that, Alex? 
No, I think that was a really great way to describe it, uh, viewing it in clumps. Um, you said watercolor, but I got to stubbornly say gouache as well. Gouache is a really good way where you can make it that shape, do a couple hairs for highlights. If you add too many, make it that shape, and you can kind of tug and pull. Um, but I think the system remains the same no matter what of simply look at those broader shapes and don't get lost in the trees. Comcuke, thank you so much for the super chat. And there was a question earlier about your choice of blue, Alex. I'm going to try to find it. Oh, but yeah. Why did you pick blue for Francis McDormand? That's Here a it good is question. from FF. Hmm. I think when I first started planning this, I wanted to do like a yellow. Um, just, I don't know, like I think I had a little bit of Wes Anderson inspiration do like a nice <laughs> yellow um but no now that i'm here i think the blue just kind of captures that mood a little bit um i think the last thing i saw francis mcdormand in was in uh, nomadland and i just loved loved her work in that so oh i didn't see that yet is it good very yeah it was very good i started watching it because someone next to me on a plane was watching it and i was like wait this actually looks really good so i stopped mm -hmm. looking over their shoulder and i watched <laughs> it when i got home <laughs> um but yeah so i like the kind of i think that's why i chose the blue just that kind of more somber feel to it mm. also i feel like blue is such a weird color because it doesn't occur in nature say the way brown and green does and so there's always something a little bit unearthly when you have mm -hmm. a bluish portrait don't you think yeah that's a really good point too um yeah just a kind of strange quality that you're not quite expecting well yeah because mine is very naturalistic looking because of the brown that i've chosen mm -hmm. and so it just has a really different atmosphere than yours <sighs> i need my blow dryer hang on alex entertain them <laughs> while i mute myself honestly blow dryer is the number one recommended tool if you work in watercolor it's a life changer There we go. Oh, I might have messed this up a little bit. Let's go back to basics here for a second. I don't know what I would do without my blow dryer, Alex. I was just saying when you were working with it, it's the number one like necessary tool for watercolorists, I think. Oh my gosh, I would die without it. And legit, there's something weird too. Humidity is a factor. Like my gouache is wet for a lot longer here in Houston. Like when I was oh, really? In, you noticed that? Yeah. Like when I paint in Arizona or Colorado, it dries much quicker. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can see that. 
<laughs> Ariel, thank you so much for the super sticker. We're all rocking our world today. This is so yeah. wonderful to have everybody's support. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. We have a question from John Murph. Would you say to have a certain type of success in portraiture, you would need to, quote, hunt, take advantage of every opportunity to be first? I don't think that hmm. there's such a thing as being first, but I think any part of being an artist, you have to put yourself out there. I mean, if you're a passive person, this is not the field for you. Yeah, that's... um. I'll see it. Yeah. Like you, and it's, I think that's something that needs to, you need to work on just as much as you're working on painting cells. And it sounds really frustrating if that's not your default. Um, but like, then again, you just find the way that does work for you. Like I always have to bring up for myself that I kind of took a step back from freelance illustration because that wasn't really my personality at the time of like, really go, go, yeah. go, get out, tell yourself. I'm like, yeah, I need a break from that. Guilty says, I really like the nose of your drawing, Alex, because I suck at drawing noses. Well, do you have any tips, Alex? I think what's, this nose is really a funny example because Francis, Francis McDormand's nose is like a little bit, um, if you're watching Francis, like I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's just like a little crooked, a little off center, a little like unique without being like super different. Um, so I think just kind of look at that shape, look at those highlights. The highlights are the key for bringing it out into focus and making it appear to have that depth. Oopsies. Um, but don't sit into it being like, all right, I'm drawing a nose now. Just simply draw the shape that's presented in front of you. I mean, I think that's what is necessary to do any portrait because once you start thinking, does it look like Henry Winkler? You are dead in the water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you're totally screwed if you're bothering yourself about likeness because it's just a distraction. Like, Alex, when has thinking about likeness ever helped you? Oh, yeah. Like, the thing you just described has happened a couple times in this portrait already where it kind of goes off the deep end when I'm like, oh, this doesn't look anything like her. And then it's really... Because then I'm not <sighs> focusing on what to paint. I'm focusing on how to make it look like somebody. And it's I'm not paying attention to the reference anymore. Well, you're just distracted. You're not thinking about the stuff that actually is going to help you, which is, okay, where do I see the light? Where are the mm -hmm. biggest shapes? What's the direction of the hair? You have to think abstractly with portraits. Yeah, absolutely.
Ellie says, quick shout out for the Patreon group. I've absolutely loved it. Get critiques on my artwork and community of other artists. Yeah, when we are always telling all of you to join us on, on Patreon, we're not just saying support us. We're saying come hang out with us and be part of our 24-7 international art party. And you get perks. You get to talk to us on voice. You get critiques. You get interaction. So this is not just something to support us. It's for yourselves. I mean, you're going to get a great experience. I mean, Alex, I know you are doing the premium track right now for Drawing Basics. And isn't it so amazing how much you talk to people in the Discord and how much you can communicate? Oh, excuse me. It's so cool. It's really an awesome experience to be able to dive in and work over a period of weeks with the same artist on a project rather than kind of otherwise i think with digital teaching it's very like here is the class like let me know if you have questions but here it can be a lot more like a classroom setting of what are you working on here's some things you can work on here's what you're doing well and then see that growth in real time i mean yeah there's a bunch of you here like Arielle says, I love hanging out with you all. I know. I love that I know all of you. I know your names. And that's incredible. I never thought I was going to have that online. And yet we've been able to create this wonderful space in the Discord. And if you're not there, it's where all the cool kids are hanging out. Don't you want to be cool, Alex? Mm. Being cool is so important. All right, Alex, I need some help. Do I whip out the India ink to get in those blocks, or am I just going to really regret that later? Tell me in the chat who here says yes to the India ink, and who says, oh, Clara, falling back into your own little crutch <laughs> no, of dark but I value. I want to be on Discord. <laughs> All right, mm -hmm. so Alex, yay or nay? To the oh, Indian. boy. It's tempting because that would look so satisfying. I know. So come on, tell me I can do it. <laughs> Vivi Adams says, does India Inc. have the darkness of the depths of Hades? It almost does. To me, the thing that really does is mesitant. Mesitant. What's with tough is you've come so far in watercolor, and now the inclusion of any ink will be like a nuclear nay. It would be like a nuclear blast. It'll nay to the Yeah, I understand. Okay, so Leslie says. Indie Inc., if you want more contrast, C. Control says, no, you'll regret it. Soytenly says, no to the Indie Inc., I like the subtlety. I think that's it. I think I'm trying to take the easy way out, so I'm not going to do it, Alex. I'm not going to succumb to it. 
I am, however, going to start putting in some pretty dark darks. So I really need it in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sort of at the point where my painting's starting to feel a little tired and I want some like nice, like fresh brushwork, but it's getting hard. I think I've like overworked We're getting it. a lot of yeses for India ink though. Ah, guys are not making my life easier. I'm not going to do it because it's what I want to do. So I shouldn't do it. Right. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, and it would seem. Are you lagging again, Alex? But then it would be like, for like for mine. Look at the. Ooh. You guys, Alex is go. lagging again. Because <laughs> it's all relative. You guys, he's totally lagging. Like, I, I don't know where we are in our conversation. <laughs> yes, you're totally <laughs> lagging. And looking. It was almost out of batteries, too. <laughs> there we go. I kept avoiding working on the hand for this piece because I was like, no, yeah. this is a portrait. But the hand is like just a part of it. It's a part of that portrait in a way I can't explain. Wes Anderson made it so easy for you. Look at that beautiful gesture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is just doing just that negative space to make those veins pop. says Alex is in his own universe. <laughs> there we go. I don't know. I guess with watercolor, I'm just always afraid that I'm overworking it because you know those like fresh watercolor strokes, like they just look so good when you can get them to work. And then you just do one stroke too many and you destroy it. Yeah, it's so easy to overwork watercolor. You just, you almost have to time yourself. Yeah, tell me about it. Let's I'm trying to put it on kind of thick here. Ah! I did not mean for that to be that purpley. No. Okay. I want more like sumi inky strokes. I don't feel like I did that enough.
I didn't even like looked at yours, Alex. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know like what you're doing over there. Honestly, yeah, it's tough because my face camera is here, but my computer's over here. So like every time I look over at yours, I'm like, wow, that's looking so good. <laughs> I'm not even looking at yours. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just so self-absorbed. You've got to be. Leslie says, I'm aiming for, quote, fantasy book cover artist, but I find that Ooh. opportunities tend to be for children's books. Should I focus more on just being a fantasy artist? And how would I go about it? That is your territory, Alex, not mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That is like we are in the same boat pretty much because, yeah, it is it is a different field. Um, but at the same time, they are both the publishing world. So it's nice to have experience in the publishing world, no matter which way you slice it, even if you're changing realms. Um, however, yeah, like when I left actively working in children's book field, I was like, okay, let's take some time to explore what I want. And in talking with other illustrators, it's like, yeah, if what you want is like fantasy book cover illustration, that's a completely different portfolio than for children's book work. Uh, completely different publishing houses, different agents, the works. Um, so I would say, yeah, like, well, if there's a children's book job that excites you that you can you can find, go for that. But otherwise, um, like, stay true to the course that you want to be going towards. Like, if you want to pursue fantasy, like, explore those realms. I dabble in game, too, because a lot of times it's that same world of, like, illustrations for say magic the gathering or for board games tabletop that kind of thing um as well as a uh, book so look at both of those worlds i mean alex when you were doing more freelance stuff were you really trying to do fantasy or were you more in children's books more in children fantasy is a um a recent development of mine like a recent yeah. professional goal i'd say yeah so Oh my yeah, God, don't... I so want you to do that, Alex. I think you would be great. Yeah, because I feel like there needs to be um, a broader example of art in the fantasy world. Like I'm not, not to disparage like highly rendered digital drawings, but at the same time, that's all there is. And it's like, what if they're bummer. like, for example, there's a, like the monster manual for D&D. And it's all monsters inside, but none of them are collage. None of them are charcoal drawings. None of them are like watercolor. Like, and it would be so cool to have different stylistic representations rather than just from different artists, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I yeah, like a that. cut paper collage to that. I don't know. I feel like there's this thing of like where fantasy art is like no 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 this is only oil painting and it's only photorealistic also there's a dragon yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i so want you to dive into that world i'm like step one go back to school step two do that <laughs> step three profit <laughs> yep. you can do that totally yeah that. no I, I think tomorrow. the most refreshing the most refreshing thing for me was that like that realization of like, oh, no, like everyone says life is short, but it's like, no, life can be pretty long. You have a lot of time. You have a lot of time to get the things you want to do done. You heard it here it first. It's kind of nice to hear. Right? Isn't it? 
for Life a change. Life takes a long time. It does take a long time. There's it was, so much I think, crap you have to get through. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great sto short story called Some. And uh, it's like when you die, you're experiencing everything that you did in life except as a sum of its total. So you spent 12 years tying your shoes and then you spent Wait, what? 10 years going to school, <laughs> like not just being at school, but like walking to school and <laughs> just, you spend like 30 years of sleep and it's fun. I don't like that. Yeah. Like it's, it, it makes you think. It's <laughs> kind of great. I would have spent 50 years in front of that traffic light in front of my high school. Good golly. I still remember that <laughs> running late from school and it just turns red and you're like, no. <laughs> I hope you will join us in the Discord. Alex and I will be in the post live streams channel showing you the work that we did on the stream and chatting about whatever you'd like to talk about. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. Look at that goal, Alex. We are so, so close, but so not close. And we need your support. And we would love for all of you to hang out with us in those Patreon channels because like I said, it's totally, 24-7 art nerd party. We have a blast in there. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.